spring football is here. Yes, yes indeed, it's here. And Woo! that means, hey, every practice is the Super Bowl, and it's time, and let's ratchet. Okay, maybe maybe not every practice is the Super Bowl, but we are excited that it's here. Oh, I, I think if you're going to have the mentality of a champion, you have to treat every practice like it's a Super Bowl. Well, we're going to talk about that. He's Zach Blackerby. I'm Brad Law. And uh, today we're Zach. I want to make you the head coach. I'm not going to pay you the salary, but just for this show. Oh, good. You're going to be the head coach. I'm and in it for the, the buyout. The and, buyout and for the bill. Yeah, a lot of people are. I think the former coach was uh, the um, uh, villagers as well. You're the head coach today. So I want to ask this question. All right. As we look at Auburn's roster starting spring practice, look at the offensive line. Look at all the seniors that are projected to start on the offensive line. Okay. Look at the defensive line and look at all the experience that is there, whether it's at Auburn or not, like they're guys that have played a lot of football. Okay. Look at the linebacking course, senior, redshirt, senior, redshirt, senior, redshirt, senior. Um, certainly at those positions up front, there's experience. And okay. I understand that there's a new scheme and new got it. It's spring. If you're the head coach, how do you go about organizing 15 practices for the number of seniors and the number of true freshmen that are coming in that aren't just going to make an impact, you think, in 24, but their greater impact is 25 and beyond? How do you go about not separating, but you know, preparing for 24 and beyond? in these 15 practices, Zach? Well, just because you're a senior or a redshirt senior or a super senior, or in the case of some folks, a redshirt super senior, mm -hmm. folks who've been in, in college football for a long time, and Auburn has a lot of those dudes, it doesn't always mean you're better than the young guy that just showed up, especially when you look at Auburn's class that they just brought in. And so I think if you're the head coach, you instill this message culturally, not only to your players, but also you make sure you're on the same page with the, their staff, which seems like Hugh Freeze has done. He's hired all of his dudes, which I think is the right move for any head coach to do. And you say, hey, we're going to play who's best. We're going to play who can help us win football games. We don't care if you just transferred in and we thought that you were going to be the dude and be able to help us stop the run or, or create yardage in the passing game or whatever it may be, we're going to play the guys who give us the best chance to win. And Brad, I, I think that's going to be what his message is. He may not explicitly say it, but I do think it's implied. There's a new era here at Auburn. And look, it takes some time to get your players in. Most of this roster now are, are Hugh Freeze players, whether they're going to be true sophomores, redshirt freshmen, or true freshmen, or transfers that they've brought in, or some of the guys that stuck around from the previous regime. They've been here long enough and had enough opportunities to leave to yeah. where, okay, they've been recruited by Hugh Freeze and this coaching staff. And so now you say, hey, we're turning this page together, but we're going to need the best guys that can help us win. And I think in some positions is going to be guys that are the seniors that win the jobs, but there will be freshmen and redshirt freshmen and true sophomores that win starting jobs this spring over guys older than them. And yeah. look, sorry, sorry, but it's going to happen. And it's part of this new rebuild 
that the Auburn fan base wanted Hugh Freeze to do. Yeah, I agree with that. And those are, I put that in kind of a separate category. And I'm looking forward to position battles like that. Like, will okay. it be the senior or will it be one of the young guys? Let me get, let me take a defensive tackle position, for example, though. Jason Jones. Okay. okay. Jason Jones isn't getting beat by a freshman for a starting position. Right? He's not. No, I think I think Troy Carter is going to try to take his job, though. Sure. Got it. Got it. Granted. Okay. I'm not saying he will. I'm just that's the bat that's the position battle. Okay. But it's not like Malik Blockton's probably not going to take his spot in 2024. Right? So so I think they're different positions, but I, I oh, get what you're saying. I get all right, what you're saying. Or a TJ Lindsay or whoever. All right. Sure. Give me give, give me a freshman D tackle. Mm -hmm. How much would you how how many reps? How would you break down the work that a Jason Jones gets in the spring? versus a TJ Lindsay, Malik Blockton, or you know, in any of the other younger players that are coming up, either true freshmen or or redshirt freshmen in the spring. Like that's kind of what I'm curious about to get your take and to get and to get the villagers take on I got it. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, as far as reps with the ones, I think you give most of them to your older guys that you think are going to start until they start to lose. Mm-hmm their footing in some of these position battles. But I think at least to start out, and we're recording this a few hours before we see this team for the first time this spring as far as media goes in this open viewing window. But I think you start out with your best guess, and usually they start out with their best guess being older guys. Mm -hmm. And if a guy makes it when the second unit's on the field and it kind of like keeps catching your eye over and over and over again, I think you move them up. But as far as percentage goes... I think you probably give a Jason Jones 60% of the reps with the ones when the ones yeah. are in, maybe a little bit more. Um, and obviously there's variables. And this isn't what you're asking, but obviously there's yeah. variables of like, you know, you got to try different groupings because third down versus, you know, you know, down and distance and different type of hypotheticals. But yeah, I, I think just blanket wise, uh, you probably give them 60 to 70%. You could say that with most of these dudes. You could say that with Eugene Asante's. You could say it, with the Keontae Scotts, you can say it with the Luke Deals of the world. So, yeah, I would say 60 to 70% of the, How of the reps where the ones are in. Right. So, safe to say then that for you in the spring, it's different from a bowl game. It's a lot closer to fall practice than it is bowl practice in that yeah. you are effectively building your 2024, only, only your 2024 best shot at winning. it. Like, you can beat... You can beat Alabama A&M. You can beat Arkansas with what happens in a spring over the course of 15 spring practices. Yeah, you you build your team in the spring. You get ready for the season in the fall. So mm -hmm. Hugh Freeze has to build his team over the next few months. And what is that going to look like? I, I think it's probably going to look different this year than it did a year ago because I think – He's having to get ready to say, okay, these are my dudes. These are the dudes that I recruited. It's a different situation than a year ago. I mean, this time a year ago, what, he had been here two months? Yeah. Now he he has a lay of the land. He's got coordinators that he seems to trust. Everybody's verbiage hopefully is on the same page. He sounds like he's going to be more involved in the offense. I can't wait to see what that looks like later today. But, yeah, I think uh, – I mean, I think you're going to see this team be a little bit more all in than they were yeah. a year ago.
Okay. Yeah, I think so too. I just, I, I wanted to have the conversation not to try and like first guess whatever the coaches do. It's a reason they're the coaches and, and we're talking about it, but I'm, I'm just curious to know if the approach would be like full on, we think we can beat Kentucky and Missouri and we can win those games yeah. with the preparation that takes place in the spring versus you know what? It's all going to be sort of the same across the board. We need to get the freshmen because there is a little bit of this that I wonder. I just wonder. Could the freshmen, they're going to be such a big part. Like maybe they're 30% of 2024, but maybe they're 70% of 25 and beyond. Sure. Can we steal an extra 30 minutes of reps in practice with those guys in spring as a carryover from what happened in bowl prep? Yeah, and you want to make sure those guys feel valued. If if Hugh Freeze wins an SEC championship while he's at Auburn, which I think he will do, it will be because of this 2024 class hmm. at some point. It may be them as freshmen this year. I don't think Auburn's going to win the SEC this season. But if you told me, like, can Auburn win the SEC in 2025? Yeah. My answer to that is yes, they can. Because of this 2024 class and some of the guys that he flipped a year ago. So... Yeah, if you want to make the argument of, hey, Hugh Freeze is building a program, not just the 2024 roster, yeah, you can make the case, 100%. I think we all agreed last year that you could sacrifice some 2023 wins if it meant 2024 was better. Are we willing to sacrifice, and I'm not saying you have to, but are you willing to sacrifice wins in 24 if it means 25 and 26 are better. Again, I'm not saying that's the expectation. Sure. I, just, I, I, no. I think it's different. No, I, I agree with you. I the think answer it's is no. Yeah, yeah, the answer is no to that. If, if you need 12 months to kind of get everything set and go and, you know, achieve, you know, some find some proof of concept and all that, that's great. You can't do that anymore. New Mexico State can't happen again. Yeah. I don't think Cal on the road last year can happen again. This is a team that should be better now and that falls on Hugh Freeze and I think he's aware of that and so what has he done he said hey I'm gonna be more involved in the offense and more involved in the game plan this year and I, I think it's gonna pay off Brad I really do is that Cal team from last year better than any of the four road games Auburn has this year I don't think so. I think all four road games this year are tougher than the than the Cal road game last year. So they're not better than Alabama or Georgia. Right. Missouri or Kentucky or the other? No, no. Cal's not as good as any of those teams. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I just thought I wanted to throw that in there for the sake of the discussion. Sure. Got it. Like, Got I, it. I think you I think you could go play a close – like, if you go win a close game at any of these four road games, you feel better about it than you did going on the road to win at Cal last year. I mean, year. remember how we felt after that Arkansas went on the road? I mean, that was a shellacking. Yeah. yeah. And then we flipped. Who did we flip after that? Was it Amaris that we flipped that night? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that was an incredible. Or, or it could have been Jamonta. I don't remember. Which I think one. it was Jamonta Wallace. Yeah. yeah, we took so many guys from Florida. It's hard to hard to keep track. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's something on the level of that. It's like okay, yeah. here we go. Because that feeling kind of it kind of gave us a sense of okay, we're arriving again. Yeah, we're back. And then obviously, what happened the following week was devastating. But. If you can do that, if you can win any of those four road games, you have a real chance, a yeah. real chance at nine and three, and we'll see what happens. So. so we've talked some philosophy. We're going to talk some goals for spring practice after Zach tells you a little more 
about mybookie.ag. Yeah, my goal and your goal yeah. should just to be to make your life better. Mm -hmm. And mybookie.ag allow you to do that. They have so many different props, odds, lines. You can just get lost in all of the lines. Have you ever been lost in lines before? Sure. Law? It's sure. a great feeling. It's a great feeling just to know that all these lines, props, and odds are, are just surrounding you, comforting you. Thanks to our friends at mybookie.ag. Right now, you can make a new account for free at mybookie.ag just to peruse the sports book, flip the pages throughout the sports book. And once you're ready to jump in and say, okay, this is my sports book, be sure to use promo code next round and they will give you some extra money to make you feel even more welcome. Mybookie.ag, use promo code next round. Real quick, mybookie.ag has Mississippi State a three and a half point favorite at home tonight over Kentucky. Seems off to me, but we will see. We will see what happens there. But who knows? Who knows with Kentucky? My bookie. Yeah. My bookie really. saying they know. That's true. That's a good point. Who else knows? Nobody. Yeah, I hope not they're even, right. That'd not even awesome. Cal. Yeah. Not even Cal. All That's right. Good. So we talked about philosophies going into spring. The question is going to be what are your goals? What do you what would you like to see achieved by this team as it builds in the spring for the fall? Like, are there what position battles, Zach, come to your mind first as the goal has got to be to have this sorted out. You need clear first line, clear second line, no questions, roll with it. Yeah, I think the offensive line comes to mind first yeah. because I think that's the one with the fewest amount of questions. You're looking at that right guard spot and maybe you try to scoot Dylan Wade to right guard versus left guard just to see what it looks like. But I think our offensive line is going to be pretty much Set the two deep may not. I think there's gonna be some competition going on there, but Percy Lewis from left to right, Percy Lewis, Dylan Wade, Connor Lou. I think it's Jeremiah Wright than is Avian Miller. Like, if it's something way off of that at this point, I'd be a little surprised. So, yeah. I think that's your first goal. And we saw Auburn use the same line pretty much all throughout spring, and then they changed Gunnar Britton's position from right tackle to left guard last year, and it ultimately be made, it was a really good decision. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen this year just because you've got so much experience coming back or returning guys. So I think that's an easy goal right in front of you. And then after that, I think it goes to wide receiver. You need to spend extra time making sure Cam Coleman, Robert Lewis, and Bryce Kane this spring are ready to rock and roll in this new system because yeah. they have to be a part of it if you want to take a step forward in the passing game. And that's not necessarily that their first team say that's, but that they're it could, it could, Brad, it, it could, but I don't know that that's not like, I think that's an extra benefit. I think that's icing on the cake. I think they do have to feel comfortable. They have to know exactly. But two of those guys probably will start, right? Like two of them probably will. Uh, Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. But yeah, like if, I, if Cam Coleman doesn't start, something went wrong, I yeah. think. And then Robert Lewis, like, did we misevaluate again when, yeah. when we talk about, like, you know, transfer wide receivers? I think that's a question. But I think your defensive backs and your wide receivers, as long as they're comfortable in the system, there can be such healthy competition at those spots. Sure. That you don't have to have a depth chart set 
at those spots coming out of the spring. So it's just semantics there. But I, I sure, don't yeah. Critical. And then, like, if, if you really go that way, like, I don't know if there's a position group where it's like you have to have that decided mm -hmm. by the end of the spring. It's like there's a chance they'll come out and say Peyton Thorne's a starter at quarterback. I don't think they will. They might. Yeah. We'll learn more about that this week. We'll yeah. see. Running back, I think, is set. Receivers up in the air. Tight ends probably pretty set. So I don't know if there's a whole lot of goals there unless you want to see like what certain things look like if you scoot Rivaldo Fairweather around and yeah. maybe elevate the usage of Mike O'Reilly in the passing game. We talked about O-line. D-line, I don't think anything's going to be set because I, I don't think they're done there. I think they've got to get guys via the portal. I don't think they're done there or at Jack Linebacker. And then at True Linebacker, um, I mean, are they going to come out and say like, Austin Keys is over Dorian Mausi? Yeah. I don't think so, because going back to the whole freshman talk, I think they're going to give as many reps to Demarcus Riddick, DJ Barber, and Joe Phillips as they possibly can. Yeah. So, and the defensive back, I don't think they can really decide anything until they know what they're going to do with Keontae Scott. They can yeah. try a bunch of different things and see like how the puzzle comes together. But well, to me, that that's just going to be that's going to take time. Is that a goal in the spring? Then is it a goal? All right, where's Keontae going to play? Where is he going to play 95% of the time? Let's get that hammered out Maybe, in the spring. Sure. And if not, I mean, obviously it's on the list of things you'd like to have happen. Is yeah. it a thing that must happen in the spring? No, I don't think anything must happen. I just think you want to get as much information about your team as possible. And then early in fall camp, um, hopefully you don't have a whole lot of roster turnover over the summer. And uh, you kind of let the chips fall where they may. I'm going to give you two musts. Musts. Okay. One is going to be controversial. The other, I don't think, is controversial. I think, I think we got to know who is going to rush the passer aside from Jalen McLeod. And I think for the for the benefit of the team, can you get by with not? Man, maybe, but I think you need to know one or two more guys that have stepped up and have established themselves as guys who can rush the passer consistently. Well, I, I think the issue with that is when you look at the two most likely answers to that question mm -hmm. one of them's not possible this spring because sure. one is Keldrick Falk which totally could come together it almost would be really bad if he didn't take right. a huge step forward and the other is that guy's not on the team yet yeah so it's like can that be a must in the spring I don't know I mean who do you have is there another guy beyond Keldrick that We'll take that opportunity and we'll 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 step forward in the spring. Yeah, like Britton Williams, you know, he's yeah. a redshirt freshman. Can he take a step forward? You know, former three-star guy that sounds like they like. Sounds like they like Brenton Williams. Jamonta Waller, you don't really see true freshmen make that sort of an impact right away. Right. And outside of that, it's like all of the upside that I see in the pass rushing game, they're young. Amaris Williams, Malik Blockton, TJ Lindsay. Maybe a Darren Reed. And this is interesting. Every player, the older guy that I've asked, whether it was Jason Jones on my show or we went down to the Senior Bowl um, in Mobile. I blanked on the city of Mobile for a second. <laughs> but, like the first name out of Marcus Harris's mouth when we asked, like, who are some young guys are going to step up? Darren Reed is a dude that they bring up quickly and all the time. So maybe Darren Reed takes a big step forward. I mean, yeah. we'll see. And and I think I do think you need to go into. I mean, it's great if Amaris comes in and there are already three guys that they feel good about being able to rush the passer consistently. Yeah. I think that needs to be a goal. It needs to be a. And I know we'll get into measures of success, but I I think you're on that line with that. Mm -hmm. And here's the other one. 
I don't think there needs to be a question at the quarterback spot going into the summer. How is that possible? Walk me through how that would be possible. Peyton Thorne separates himself in the spring. Dude, like... You don't think that's possible? From the court of public opinion, no. Internally, possibly. But uh, I don't know. The court of public opinion isn't... Like, that's... What I'm talking about is the coaches I get watching it. practice. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And and Peyton having the kind – I'm not predicting. I think it's possible for sure I wouldn't bring it up. But I'm saying that should be a goal. Like, I, I think Auburn's best chance at success in 2024 is if Peyton establishes himself as the clear starter sure. coming out of spring. Yeah, I, I and that could happen. Right. I mean, we've seen Hugh Freeze kind of make his quarterback decision earlier than a lot of people expected him to. We saw that in the fall. And if he knows right now that Peyton Thorne's the dude, I think you should tell him, like, hey, Peyton, yeah. you are the dude. Regardless of what happens, unless you totally fall off, you are the dude. But I just think in the back of everyone's mind is going to be what happens when he gets hit over and over and over again on the road in Athens. Yeah. That'll be the Auburn's first road game, especially if that comes after a poor performance. When poor performance, poor performance against Oklahoma the the week before. I mean, I just think that's going to be in the back of everybody's mind, Brad. Maybe, but it's also February 27th, and we're talking about goals for spring practice. So how do we feel when we get to the middle of March, the end of March? That yeah. That's kind of what I'm talking about is over the course of these practices, over the course of spring practice for him to separate, stand out, and really take the job. And um hey, hey Brad. Yeah. Speaking of taking the job. Yeah. MVP of 2024, Zach. I don't know who Auburn's MVP of spring practice is going to be, but the MVP of 2024 is Manscaped's Manscaped. fifth generation lawnmower. Yeah. It's not just a trimmer. It's a sidekick. It's your grooming sidekick. You understand? It is equipped with two skin-safe blade heads, the you know the standard one, you know, take a little off the top, and then the new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. And uh, it's also waterproof because the trim in the shower is it's not the best way to start the day, but it's like one of the two or three best ways to start the day. Um, and if you want the full grooming experience, you got to go with the Performance Package 5.0. In that, you get the lawnmower. Uh, you get the ear and nose hair trimmer. Uh, you also get aftercare products like the Crop Soother Ball Aftershave Lotion and the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. Yeah, it's deodorant for your balls. So you didn't know you needed that, but you do. And our viewers, all right, our fans, the villagers, you're going to get 20% off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com and use promo code VICE, V-I-C-E. Promo code VICE at manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping. It's not just the lawnmower, by the way. They've got the, the handyman, the uh, beard and neck, uh, trimmer the it's it's really i use it several times a week lots of products check it out at manscape.com brad i think the most important thing we can talk about position battles and guys who need to step up and all of that 100 percent. We, yeah. we obviously want to step forward at quarterback play we want to step forward at wide receiver rushing passer all of that totally get it the most important thing is auburn stays healthy that is sure. the most important thing and all of this. And I know that's boring and people roll their eyes, but Auburn, Auburn was in a pretty good spot a year ago as far as staying healthy. And so that's that's just yeah. something that we need to think about yeah. as we go through spring practice. I don't know how to not legislate that, but how to 
I don't know how you lay out a plan for spring to enact staying healthy. Sure. You're like everybody out there is just kind of crossing their fingers. You, you have to be physical at times yeah. and you have to push guys to get them to be better. And so with physical strain comes the risk of some injury. So you're just, and you can't wrap guys in bubble wrap and go out in those sumo suits and do your practices that way. Um, who do you, if, if it was that way, who do you think would excel the most? Oh, um, and just the big blow up sumo suits. Percy Lewis. Okay. Yeah. That's, it's it. a lot of inertia, you know, once it gets going. It's a big dude. Yeah. Very uh, large for, boy. Jason Jones, another one I think would sure. do. Sure. Sure. Low center of gravity, powerful. Yeah. I'd like to see it. I think you could, you know. I'm now picturing like Jeremiah Cobb. Yeah. And a big sumo suit and just like it's moving way faster than it probably should. That that's what I'm picturing right now. Um, he would be he would be great in one of those mascots that's like 30 feet tall and the head sure. gets yeah. is caught behind the body when it's running. Like Arkansas does them. <laughs> Seen them in a couple of other places too. Silliness. Right. They ought to you know what they ought to do with these baseball promotions? Like when they have the uh they have a T-Rex race at yeah. baseball games. They should have football players in those T-Rex suits. And like make it a serious. You know, I was listening to you and uh, I was listening to you and Andy a few games ago, and y'all came back for a break, and y'all were like not ready for the new yeah. pitcher that came in because y'all were watching the, yeah. the, the the dinosaur race or whatever it was. Well, we are both just shocked. <laughs> it's captivating because two of the three have like dinosaur names like Chomp, and I don't know what the other one is, but then the third one is named Ed, and he's just. <laughs> And he's just happy to be there. That's oh. the actual announcement, do you understand, that they give over the PA at the start of the race. And Ed, he's just he's happy just to be here. Does Ed ever win? Has Ed no, won? No, Ed never wins. Come on. Ed's not going to win one of these. I don't know who Ed is. God bless him. Or, you know, I, but no. Come to a baseball game and see the dino race. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Brad, I think that about does it for today's show. It does. Enjoy your media viewing window today. Um, and thank Thanks. you, everybody, for watching. Remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours.